my name is Franco Cortese. I'm the Deputy Director of the Biogerontology Research Foundation, uh, which is the United Kingdom's oldest charity focused on aging research and public policy and education with regards to the looming threat of demographic aging and the pressing need uh, to prioritize the clinical translation of health span extending interventions. I'm here today to discuss a recent paper that myself and colleagues got published in Oncotarget on the subject of enhancing human radio resistance for the purposes of space exploration and colonization. It was an exciting paper to work on. It was very collaborative in nature and very interdisciplinary. We had over 30 co-authors from a wide range of institutions, including most notably NASA Amy's Research Center, the Environmental and Radiation Health Sciences Directorate at Health Canada, Canadian Nuclear Laboratories, Belgian Nuclear Research Center, Oxford University, and probably about a dozen others. Our main uh, aim in putting, putting forth this large review was essentially to outline what we consider to be the hallmarks of radio resistance radio resistance being uh, resistance to radiation. And to do for radiation resistance research, what, for example, the Hallmarks of Cancer paper in 2000 did for cancer research, and what the Hallmarks of Aging paper did uh, for aging research in 2013. Uh, we outlined a number of broad strategies, both existing today and foreseeable, to enhance human radio resistance, including small molecule interventions like radio protectors, geroprotectors, redox scavengers, things of that nature. Gene therapy, which includes both the overexpression of endogenous and exogenous uh, antioxidants, the uh, upregulation of endogenous and exogenous DNA repair genes, as well as upregulation of radioprotected transgenes from highly resistant organisms like tardigrades, for instance, which have been shown to be capable of surviving direct exposure uh, to space in low Earth orbit, characterizing the alleles or, or gene variants uh, responsible for radio resistance in highly radio resistant people, uh, followed by the recreation of those alleles via multiplex genetic engineering via CRISPR-Cas9, for example, the creation of de novo radioprotective genes uh, via experimental evolution where, for instance, we take bacterial cultures or human cells, um, expose them to high doses of ionizing radiation, and select those that survive and continue doing this until they produce novel radioprotective agents or genes, followed by the characterization of those genes and the translation of those gene products or genes via uh, gene therapy. The use of uh, deuterated organic compounds, those being uh, organic compounds or water in which their hydrogen atoms are replaced by a deuterium, which is a stable isotope of hydrogen. Because deuterium has a, a greater mass than hydrogen, carbon-deuterium bonds are much harder to break, uh, meaning that the bonds between DNA bases would be much harder to break, for instance, uh, which presumably would result in increased resistance to DNA damage. Uh, and, and certain studies have shown, for instance, that feeding yeast uh, deuterated food and water increases their, their lifespan in a dose-dependent manner by up to 80%, and has also been shown to have anti-cancer effects in rodents and humans. And lastly, uh, the coordination of 
apoptotic and regenerative technologies. So for instance, myself and colleagues put forward a paper uh, in human gene therapy last year, outlining a novel therapeutic modality in regenerative medicine called induced cell turnover, which essentially involves the coordination of targeted cell ablation uh, with replacement cell administration done in a gradual and multiphasic manner so as to facilitate the turnover and replacement of whole tissues and organs in situ, essentially a means of in situ tissue regeneration. And uh, what we did in this paper was came up with a scheme whereby we use radiation responsive promoters to drive apoptosis genes in combination with synthetic endocrine factors, also driven by radiation responsive promoters which upregulate somatic stem cell division and mobilization in the same areas of radiation exposure that tissues are subjected to. Essentially, so as to selectively kill cells that have been damaged irreversibly by radiation and facilitate their, their replacement by nearby somatic stem cells um, in one fell swoop. So these are the broad categories that we outlined in this paper, and again, which we hope to think of as uh, the hallmarks of radio resistance. And actually, the, the publication of this paper is, is somewhat timely. I mean, we, we were working on it for more than a half year prior to uh, its actual publication in Oncotarget, but it just so happened to coincide within the span of about a week or two uh, with the launch of Falcon Heavy, which is the largest rocket uh, put, put out by SpaceX to date. And, you know, interest in space colonization and exploration has been mounting for some time. Less than a year ago, Elon Musk put forward a roadmap to send more than a million people to Mars within the next 40 to 100 years. And if interest in space colonization and exploration continues apace, we really need to start allocating more research funding into enhancing radio resistance of spacefarers because space radiation is still a problem both for astronauts and for potential space colonists. Another interesting thing that we did in this paper was highlight the intersection and overlap between radio resistance and longevity, essentially tying in the similarities uh, with regards to underlying causal mechanisms behind aging and radiation-induced cancer and things like that. Of course, nuclear mutation and mitochondrial DNA mutation, both being traditionally considered hallmarks of aging. And in doing so, we also put forward the position that given how well-funded the space uh, research sphere is, it might be possible to utilize research in that sphere to galvanize progress in aging research, and in particular, the clinical translation of health span extending interventions. Health span being the period of life in which people are traditionally free of chronic age-related disease. Uh, it's a massively underfunded area of research, um, especially given the looming threat of demographic aging, which is poised to potentially cripple economies in the decades to come, uh, given the steep increase of the portion of, of developed nations' populations that are over the age of 65, 
uh, right now we we don't really treat aging as we should, I think. We treat it with what can be considered sick care, which is reactionary uh, palliative treatments that try to dampen the negative symptoms but don't really get at the root causes of aging. Aging, of course, uh, is the largest risk factor and what myself and my colleagues believe to be the underlying cause of the majority of, of chronic diseases afflicting developed nations today from diabetes to metabolic and cardiometabolic disease to cancer to Alzheimer's, etc. And it's still very massively underfunded in comparison to direct research into, for example, cardiovascular disease and cancer. And I think research has shown that extending health span, uh, at least in model organisms, and the resultant uh, decrease in the incidence of age-related disease is both the uh, most effective and most economical way of treating these diseases, simply because aging uh, is the underlying causal mechanism that is behind their, their formation and their progression. In terms of future research, we really put forward this, this paper to serve as a foundation upon which future research could be built. We uh, created a, a comprehensive survey of the existing mechanisms uh, through which radioresistance could be enhanced to try and establish a baseline from which future research could build upon.